Good evening and welcome to this week's edition of Africa in Focus with myself Kwame, Ghanaian journalist, broadcaster, writer, podcaster and entrepreneur. And in this week's edition of Africa in Focus, it's a special, we're looking at the life and legacy of the great Pelé who died last month but was buried in Sao Paulo near the Santos Football Stadium two weeks ago. Alright, so before we get into this week's podcast, just to let you know that this podcast has been sponsored by Grow For Me Ghana. Grow For Me Ghana is a fantastic initiative that seeks to help Ghanaian farmers develop and grow their produce, alright, and make Ghana food secure. So if you want to help a Ghanaian farmer, I will leave the links at the bottom of the podcast notes so you can go on Grow For Me Ghana. Also, if you like the show, you like what you hear, you also like the podcast, then please uh, pass on to your friends, your family, your social media networks, what have you, and spread the word about Ghana stroke Africa in focus. You can subscribe on Google Podcast and also follow me on Spotify. So just look for Ghana stroke Africa in focus on Spotify and then follow me if you would like to have a upload of my podcast every time I upload one it automatically comes down to your feed alright so you can uh, follow me that way and also if you'd like to help with the show production and also help us generate some more great podcasts for you from Africa and also from Ghana then you can donate as little as two US dollars a month that will help us also with our costs all right, so let's get into this podcast looking about the life of Pele. Now, as many of you know, Pele died on December 29th and was buried uh, two weeks ago in Sao Paulo, just outside the, the famous Santos Stadium where Pele made his name as a player. All right, so uh, we're going to give you a sort of different take on what you may have heard in the media about Pele. For me, and many, many others, Pele is the greatest football player there has ever been and that there ever will be. There will be no one better than Pele before or after. Let's forget about Messi and Ronaldo or Nora because I know many of you Africans, particularly Africans from the continent, have bought into this narrative about you know Messi and Ronaldo better than Pele. Ronaldo never won the World Cup. That's one. And Ronaldo hasn't scored a thousand goals for one single team. Neither has Messi. Messi scored about 659 for Barcelona. Okay. And um, Messi's only won one World Cup. Now Pele won three World Cups. His first World Cup as a teenager, 17 years old. Yeah. Three World Cups and scored over a thousand goals. Yeah. Club goals for one club at Santos. And this is actually in the Guinness Book of Records. He actually has also had the most goals scored by any player in history of football. Over 1,283 goals that player scored in his glittering 21-year career. And so, you know, we need to understand the pantheon, the genius that is Pele. And so, before I get into 
some of his other achievements on why Pele is the greatest footballer that ever lived, just um, a small backtracking bit. So Pele was born, real name Edson Arantes dos Santos Nascimento. That was Pele's original name. Okay, he was born in 1950. 1950. Sorry, I beg your pardon, 1942. I beg your pardon, 1942 was when Pele was born. A mere 50 years, yeah, 50 years before, uh, or so after, Portugal, white Portugal, uh, ended its trade in African or enslaved Africans, yeah. So Pele became the last Western nation in 1890, yeah, to abolish the enslavement of African people, yeah. And let's not forget when Pele was born, African people, black people, they, they were nothing. They, they, they were, there was a form of apartheid going on in Brazil when Pele was born. And even today, despite what Pele symbolized for Brazil, what Pele became, African people in Brazil are treated like fourth-class citizens in the country that their ancestors helped build. Do you know even you know you know that Brazil today, there's no black MPs in Brazil. They don't have uh you know uh, any uh black representation in parliament. You know that in, you know even on TV in Brazil, you won't find an African newsreader like in the UK. You've got um people like Kaif Mari and Charlene White. In Brazil, you don't have that. Yeah, you know in Brazil as well. Black people, African people, are very, very rarely seen on TV. Even to this day, black people are not seen on TV. And also added to that, there's no, like, equivalent of, in America, civil rights, or, like, in Britain, the racial equality laws, yeah, that protect African people from, you know, racial bigotry, yeah? In Brazil, they've got nothing like that. So in Brazil, they've never had a Martin Luther King. They've never had a Malcolm X. They've even never had even a Nelson Mandela type figure in Brazil who will be prepared to stand up for the emancipation of African people in Brazil. So that's what makes, that's the backdrop of Pele being born into the society in Brazil that, uh, you know, negated blackness, that devalued blackness, and that shunned African people in all spheres of Brazilian life, yeah? And let's not forget that in Brazil, Brazil has the second largest number of African people outside of Africa. So the biggest group of African people outside of Africa is actually in, in, in India, believe it or not, where there's more than 350,000, sorry, 50 million African people, i.e. the Dravidians, the Dalits, Circle Untouchables, who are of African heritage. Brazil has the second largest population of African heritage, numbering some 80 uh, million people that live in Brazil today, and they're mostly found in the state of Bahia. Okay? So this is the backdrop to where, how Pele was born, and how Pele found himself in a, in a, an uh, anti-African society that, you know, uh, 
shunned blackness or shunned Africanness. But Pele, he was blessed by the Almighty, he was blessed by the Most High with football genius skills that no one had seen before Pele. And, you know, such as that, that Pele, you know, his father actually taught him how to play football. And Pele's father was also a footballer uh, by profession. And this is why he was able to, you know, uh, teach Pele how to play football and cultivated the skills that led Santos to sign Pele at 15 years old. 15 years old, yeah? So, so people talk about, you know, teenage protestors, protestors nowadays, right? But Pele was the original teenage protestor at just 15 years signing for Santos. So much so that by the age of 16, he was playing for the Brazil national team, yeah? Such as Pele's, his grace, his skill, his technique, his just anything about the, the boy was so great that even by 16, he was playing for Brazil. And his first goal was at the age of 16 in a friendly for Brazil. And such was Pele's prowess and the turn that he had that the Brazil team had to put Pele into their team in the World Cup of 1958. Let's not forget, before 1958, Brazil was not really a football nation. Brazil wasn't... Brazil wasn't regarded then as it is now as being a football superpower. Pele changed all that by being part of the 1958 Brazil team. And single-handedly, you know, Pele's performances, he scored four times in six appearances. Sorry, I beg your pardon, he scored six times in four appearances to help Brazil win the 1958 World Cup when he scored... Uh, Three goals, a hat-trick against France in the semi-final. And then he scored two goals in the final against Sweden in 1958. Most famously, flicking the ball over the Swedish defender and kicking it into the net for Brazil's third goal. And that tournament alone catapulted Pele from a little-known African-Brazilian into a global superstar. So after that World Cup in 1958, Pele became an instant hit and became an instant global sports star. And this is one legacy of Pele. In actual fact, Pele became the first black or African global superstar. So before Pele, yeah, there was people like Jack Johnson in boxing and uh, in baseball, but these sports were just limited to America. So American football, baseball, what have you? These were just limited boxing. These are just limited towards America and one or two other countries, particularly boxing outside of America. But these great African Americans were not globally recognized. It was Pele, particularly after the World Cup in 1958, that made Pele a global superstar at the age of 17. And as such, became the first African global sports star, even before Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali became global when he beat Sonny Liston in 1964 to become the world heavyweight champion. All right, so back to Pele. So like I said, Pele became a global superstar as a 17-year-old after winning Brazil's first World Cup in 1958, age 17. So again, you know, 
He went back to Brazil to play for Santos and Santos were the cream of the crop as far as you know football uh, was concerned because there you know people often say that Pele did not play in Europe etc but the thing that people don't know about is that Pele became a national treasure yeah particularly after the second world cup that he won in 1962 when again you know Pele played a, a key part in Brazil winning that tournament in 1962 yeah after that tournament in particular, Pele became a national treasure in Brazil. To the extent that even the government had a law that no football team, i.e. Santos, were not allowed to sell Pele and take him outside of Europe. That is why Pele did not play in Europe. Also, the European leagues were not as strong then as they were now. So we all know now about Serie A in Italy, La Liga in, in um, Spain, um, the Bundesliga in Germany and the Premiership in England, right? But in the 60s, when Pele was at his peak, the top leagues in the world were the Brazilian League and the Argentinian League. So much so that when Pele would play European clubs in the World Cup Championship, Santos. So Santos would play people like AC Milan, Inter Milan, Benfica. Pele and Santos would regularly beat these European teams, showing you how far above Brazilian football was in terms of uh, as opposed to European football. So that's one of the key reasons why Pele didn't play in Europe. And so we come to the 1966 World Cup, which was held in England, and Pele was at the peak of his powers. And the opposition knew there was only one way to stop Pele, and that was to literally kick him out of the game. So that tournament in 19... Uh, 66 So Pele being kicked out Literally kicked out of the game He was fouled by all the teams And Pele suffered uh, An injury in that tournament Of which Brazil uh, As a result of that Brazil were not able to keep Their crown That they had won in 62 And England became world champions in 66 And because of the harsh treatment That Pele had Pele thought that he would rather want to retire from international football rather than suffer from these fouls and mass treatment. But Pele was persuaded to carry on playing football because the club Santos, who by then had become global superstars, you know, uh, because in the in off-season, Brazilian off-season, uh, Santos would go to run Europe and play, you know, in exhibition games. Uh, they went all over Asia, they went to Africa as well. It is said that during the Biafran War, you know, uh, Pele went to Nigeria and the war stopped for two days because the Persian side wanted to see Pele football. Pele play football. That's the attraction that Pele had, that he was even able to stop a war, right? Such was his greatness on the football pitch that the Persian side in the Biafran War wanted to see Pele play football. And so to cut the story short, Pele uh, was encouraged to keep on playing football and Pele, you know, said, you know, said I'll, you know, I'll have one more last crack at world football by being in the Brazilian squad of the 1970 World Cup. Now that Brazilian team of 1970 is considered by many to be the greatest team that ever played football. So apart from Pele, you had Jorginho, 
you had Carlos Alberto, you had Rivellino, you had Tostal. A very, very talented team of Brazilian players. And to cut a long story short, Pele dazzled in that, in that World Cup. And I urge people, if they believe Pele's greatness, go and get a documentary of Pele 1970 World Cup, where some of the skills that he did were so, so amazing. And that helped Brazil win the World Cup for the third time in 1970. And as a result of that, you know, Brazil kept the World Cup for good by winning the World Cup three times, 58, 62 and 70. And so Pele played for Brazil for one more year and he retired from international football in 1971. He also stopped in for Santos, you know, in, in 1971-72 and uh, in, a, in the process scored a world record over a thousand club goals for Santos. No player in the history of football has scored over a thousand goals for any club team, apart from Pele. So Pele, you know, unfortunately, Pele, you know, uh, his money sort of dwindled because of bad business deals. So Pele was kind of broke. And so, you know, uh, football in America was just taking shape when he was invited by the New York Cosmos to uh, help football established in the United States. And so Pele, you know, signed a deal worth $4 million a time to play for New York Cosmos in America. So this was long, long, long before people like Beckham um, and other, other stars, Rooney went to America, you know, yesterday to play football. It was Pele, yeah, even at you know mid thirties, Pele was still playing football to a high level and had the skills that no one in America has seen in the flesh. So even at even at that age, mid thirties, Pele was still still able to dazzle crowds with his skill and mesmerizing you know ability to play football. It was Pele alone, yeah, that single handedly revolutionized football in America, yeah, and that's why today. Uh, football is now a massive industry in America and that's why the next World Cup is going to be in America due to the long association that was started by Pele of football in America. You know, that league that Pele played in didn't last long but the MLS now, the Major League Soccer that you see in America now was made possible because of what Pele did in the 1970s when he played for New York Cosmos in the uh, North American Soccer League. So, you know, this is one leg legacies of Pele. Making football a global sport, particularly in places where it was not heard of before, like America, like India, like even China. Pele went to China to even play football in China. Such was his magnitude and status of, you know, uh, of his traction. And so, you know, when Pele died, 29th of December, it was a shock to the football world. And even people like Neymar, Neymar said that before Pele, number 10 was just a number. Pele made number 10 into what it is today, yeah? That the likes of Maradona, Messi, Zidane, Marcus Rashford, Kylian Mbappe were today. And even our own uh, Ghanaian um, 
Abedi Pele, who was inspired by the great man to play football. Yeah, and even people like Mbappe said that Pele is the king. Mourinho said Pele is the king, and even the great white players like Best, like um, Bobby Charlton, like Franz Beckenbauer of Germany, like Johan Cruyff of uh, the Netherlands. Yeah, they all say Pele is the king. And even for his 80th birthday, FIFA did a special documentary highlighting Pele's genius called The King. Again, I urge you to get that documentary by FIFA on Pele's 80th birthday. Even today, the, 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 the great Haaland, who plays for Man City, said that everything, all the skills you see today in football were done by Pele. All the flicks, all the free kicks, all the heels, all the volleys, all the you know, short volleys, Everything today you see on the football pitch was done by Pele. Not Maradona, not Messi, not Zidane, but by Pele. So this shows you the magnitude, the legacy that Pele has left behind. Because young people wanting to play football today, you see young people in the parks, in Europe, or the dusty streets of, of Africa, or in Asia, they want to have their skills that Pele started. So before Pele... None of these skills were there. The skills that you see today were all done by Pele. And Pele is the one who is looked up to as being the icon of football, which is now a global game around the world. So without Pele, there will be no World Cup. The World Cup became synonymous with Pele. That's how Pele's legacy is. And even Brazil as a nation wouldn't be what it is today, football-wise, if it wasn't for Pele. Pele put Brazil on the map. And even Lula, the president of uh, Brazil now, just sworn in, said that Pele put Brazil on the map. Without Pele, people wouldn't know who Brazil were. So that's the legacy that the great man has left behind. So I hope you've enjoyed this edition of African Focus with myself, Kwame. And uh, until next week, when we have some more uh, great content from African Focus, thank you for listening. And enjoy the rest of your weekend.